welcome to Agronomy for Farmer Success, a podcast brought to you by Osmus Farm Supply. The simple life of a farmer. All you need is land, family, sunshine, and rain, and a drone for digital imaging, and software to run geospatial analysis, and an understanding of genetics, biology, climatology, economics, global trading, and estate planning, so you can pass this so-called simple life onto your kids. At Pioneer, we're proud to work with generations of American farmers in the most complex and rewarding industry on Earth. So from your friends at Pioneer, thank you, farmers. Today in the Osmus Farm Supply Podcast Studio, we have Devin Helming here with us. And for our listeners that maybe aren't as familiar with you or haven't worked with you, Devin, in the past, could you give us a little background of who you are and your role within Osmus Farm Supply? Sure can. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for uh, having me, Michelle. So, like Michelle said, uh, my name is uh, Devin Helming, and uh, I've been here for 13 years now. And my role is primarily with the uh, Pioneer business out of uh, Ray Care. So my background is uh, grew up on a farm and then I've had uh, some years in agriculture prior to this. And then I worked for some years in financial services as well. So I'm getting old. My uh, kids are now going to college and uh, I've still got uh, three in school and we're chasing them all over. So this year has been a little bit of a challenge that we have not faced in recent years in regards to some of the environmental conditions and stuff like that. So could you give us a recap of what farmers have faced this year in planting, pre-herbicide application, and now we're just starting to trend into that post. Most people got their corn done and are just getting started on beans. Yeah, so from a seed guy's perspective, um, I actually thought it was uh, going awesome. Uh, Last year was great in terms of uh, the corn and the beans were planted early, and I thought this year was on track to be a repeat of that, which was uh, very welcome. I'd much rather have it be uh, fast and furious. Uh, Everybody's in a better mood to be uh, doing things in April than they are, uh, you know, as we're pushing up against June. So, so that was good uh, coming out of the gate. Um, Obviously this year we were drier. uh, So it's always, moisture's always been a concern. Um, You mentioned uh, herbicides, pre-herbicides. I think just the fact that we were so dry, many of those had a hard time getting activated. um, That was a factor out there. But my uh, dream of having a, a great planting season came to an end also because uh, we had a frost on uh, Memorial Day weekend, the Friday going into Saturday, I believe. And at least in my years of doing this, I haven't seen that. So uh, I know, but then again, whenever you have one of those things, you talk to farmers that uh, can remember back such and such when they had a frost on June 7th or whatever day it was. So, I mean, there's always that that comes up. It never ceases to amaze me how they can remember the exact year and the exact date of when those odd uh, weather events happened. You're exactly right. They have a unique ability in that. Absolutely. So, uh, so I know it's not uh, totally uh, out uh, out of line for that to happen because I've been reminded. But when that did happen, um, that basically uh, opened up the replanting window for us. Um, so we had uh, some of that to uh, to contend with, which is you know a lot of years we have it because it's wet. But uh, this year the frost um, gave us some replant and. Um, 
And then I guess I'll just say that uh, as dry as it has been, um, there were a lot of uh, variables in terms of uh, what what early emergence looked like. You know, some years you get the uh, early rainfalls and that um, covers up some things. You know, if, if your planting depth isn't perfect, um, if some other things maybe aren't uh, quite perfect, uh, but you got some timely rains, that covers it up. Well, we didn't get those this year. So we have uh, a wide spectrum of uh, field conditions out there, or just I'd say uh, crop conditions. And uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the overview. Um, so from a seed guy's perspective, it's going great. Uh, it ended up stretching out a little bit. Uh, we're having fun. So Devin, you did talk about the uneven emergence that we saw early on in the spring. What long-lasting, season-long effects is that going to have on some of these crops? Well, one of the keys to uh, a good yield, I would say, one of the things we like to do when we're starting out is have a nice even emergence. If we can have our crop coming up within uh, you know, a relatively short window of time, that just helps set the, uh, the yield potential at a, at a higher level. You know, If we start to spread out our emergence because some kernels were in some dry dirt, um, especially I'm talking corn here, um, then you're going to you're going to have some plants with smaller ears. Uh, if it's really drastic, sometimes uh, that almost becomes competition. So it's just the the straight even emergence is uh, kind of the out of the gate what we like to see to uh, to set a really high yield potential. And um, and there are definitely some fields that uh, that look really good, but it just seems like this year we had a lot more variability. Yes, one of those variables that we talked about, and everybody is you know, struggling through on management because we have not had a dry season for many years. One of those that we're noticing now is the effects of planting depth on these conditions and uneven emergence. And for those that are seeing that, what is the value of your planting depth and having the right planting depth so that when these extreme conditions, such as the dry, what is the importance of that planting depth? I'd say it's critical. Uh, we, I personally like to see probably two and a quarter to uh, two and a half inches planting depth. This year, we were encouraging guys to be just a little bit uh, deeper to get into uh, moisture. Um, where we had shallower planting uh, fields, oftentimes uh, they maybe weren't in moisture. So you'd have some kernels that you'd be finding that were just sitting there. So that's part of it. Um, and you know, there's, there's different opinions. But I think most everybody likes to be probably around two inches of depth. And this year we thought uh, even deeper. So it's just our little plot planter. We've only got a four row deal, Um, but you dig and you you think you have everything set up right. And uh, maybe two of the rows are good and two of the row, you know, it's just getting out there, digging, seeing how the machine is working and and tweaking it and tweaking it and rechecking. You really see it this year on, say, your end rows and your compacted areas where maybe that planter couldn't quite get that seed as deep, you know, because of that reason. You're seeing that effect this year more so than I have seen in my memorable future. Sure. So I think we've hit on most of the things that we discussed prior to this podcast. It got started really early. Things, you know, warmed up. Uh, as part of the weekly newsletter, there's always a crop condition segment in there for, for growers so they don't have to go back and forth between Minnesota and Iowa. We do that for you. Yeah, we were right on track with last year. We're way ahead of the five-year average. But the major thing was 
we had severe drought. Um, we did not have ample conditions. So we have talked about that moisture level, about how that affected planting season. Now, how is that going to affect fungicides and pesticide application in the future so that we've already faced these struggles to get um, uneven emergence and you know planting depth issues. How are fungicide and insecticide applications coming up going to affect our yields? The thing I would say is I still feel like there's a lot of potential out there. Uh, when I'm walking uh, fields, uh, there's a lot of fields that really look good to me. Um, now, when they are, and there's certainly some fields that are that are you know on the other side of the spectrum too. But I still think there's a lot of uh, good looking fields, a lot of good potential uh, in general. Therefore, I think we need to manage it. So that, I mean, there's a lot of value in this crop with uh, where the markets are at, and um, certainly we need a rain. But uh, our area. So I've been, you know, every time I go out in the field, I have my little garden trowel with me and I'm digging in the below the surface just to see uh, what I can find for moisture. And uh, I will say there's less moisture this week than there was uh, last week. So we certainly uh, do need a shot of rain, yet there is uh, moisture there. And these roots are really uh, growing and hunting for that. So I think that'll help us uh, long-term uh, as, as those are developing. But in terms of uh, what we apply, you know, we still gotta do the fundamentals. We still gotta control the, uh, the weeds. We have to, um, bugs are an issue. We need to uh, control them. and. Uh, and disease pressure and plant health, you know, all of those things that we would do and uh, um, we still need to be focused on that and just getting our, uh, our what we can out of our crop. I'm, I'm optimistic. Again, I know we need to have some moisture, but our soils are heavy and, um, and they usually, uh, they, they have good water holding capacity. I'm optimistic that we're going to get some moisture. We are in a dry cycle, but um, uh, those would be kind of my comments on that. As we go into the rest of the season, you know, it's going to be vital to get out and check that crop. And I'm a great farmer going 55 down the highway, but you need to get out there and get in your field. Make sure you're scouting for pests if you have pests. You want, you know, you want to be on top of that. Like Devin was saying, there's still a lot of potential left in this crop. It's not something that we want to give up on. It's not something that it's time to walk away from. There is still so much potential left. Devin, is there anything else you would like our listeners to hear um, from Pioneer or in regards to the future of this season's crop? I would just say, again, I am an optimist. And uh, I, I still think there are a lot of uh, very good looking uh, fields out there. Um, I'm always interested in plots. Um, we have, you know, when we have stresses out here, we have various uh, um, hybrid tolerances to uh, to drought and uh, other things that we will be uh, experiencing and having opportunities to uh, to evaluate. But um, you know, so I've been with Pioneer for 13 years, and I guess I'll just say I'm I'm very happy with how the genetics have been trending. Um, I feel like we've got uh, a lot of exciting things uh, out there, yet. Um, and, and I have this conversation with a lot of farmers for all the good things that we can do. Uh, the Lord is still in control. I mean, uh, we, we need to have the right weather to deliver the crop, but what I tell my growers and they all agree with this is, uh, let's focus on what we can control. Uh, if we do our part and, um, and we get the timely rains or, or just get the rains and, and everything else, then, uh, it usually works out pretty good. So I guess. 
From my perspective, specifically as it relates to Pioneer, I'm extremely excited about what we have in our pipeline. I'm extremely excited about what we have uh, for our uh, offering right now. And um, I, I, I'm looking forward to the future. Um, we do have uh, some guys are right now at this at the recording of this uh, spraying their, uh, their bean crop. And um, so that's kind of where we're at uh, with with the timing of the season. So obviously a lot of the season to go yet. But um, yeah, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to keep walking fields. I'll keep talking to guys. And, uh, you know, there's one time I try to not be in a field. And I really hate when pollen is shedding. And it, But it seems like uh, Pioneer will do a good job uh, somehow getting me out in the field uh, when the pollen is shedding. So uh, those, those weeks I don't like so much. But uh, well, if you if you do ever do miss it, I know a guy that can get you back in there. Okay, yeah, yeah, because you, your husband is uh, probably spends a lot of time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One thing you did hit on, Devin, that I wanted to kind of talk about, and you really sparked my brain when you said the word plot. Mm-hmm. So one thing that over the past year has been a blessing with COVID is we had to kind of stop and rethink how we've always done things. You get in that rut where you've done something one way for as long as you can remember and you just keep doing it. Your plot days were something that last year you kind of had to stop and rethink and regroup. And you're taking some of those things that you implemented last year and continuing those through this year. Could you tell our viewers, because we do have a plot day here at AFS for Pioneer Seed, how you are gonna go about that this year? Sure, absolutely. So it is interesting. Uh, so COVID uh, challenges it's been on so many fronts. Uh, there have been some silver linings. Uh, one is uh, I don't have to go to as many meetings anymore because we've realized that uh, we can do some stuff over Zoom or um, or maybe there's just things that aren't necessary. Well, uh, as I take that to my plot, as a general rule, the company and and uh, practices in general were, were not having large groups. What I did was I broke it down into uh, small groups, uh, basically um, had a, a, a plot day, and then on the top of every hour or, or some interval of time, I said, okay guys, show up here, and uh, we're gonna go through in, in small groups, and it was fantastic. It was uh, much more interactive, it was much more tailored to the people that were in that group at that time. Um, growers felt more comfortable asking questions, and um, yeah, so that's a that was a positive change uh, initiated by COVID that we're going to continue. So this coming year, the date's not set, but uh, when we do that, it'll be a, a day deal, all day deal, or, or a good chunk of the day, and we'll just have certain interval intervals, and then I'll have my um, my pioneer people here to uh, help uh, answer questions and do stuff. So yeah, thanks for asking. We have covered what we saw this spring. We have covered how to go forward in the future. We've covered your plot days coming up. And I think that covers just about everything. Now, Pioneer is having a big anniversary this year. You know, as you mentioned, there is a lot of things coming down the pipeline. Uh, One of the bigger things that came out this year is that Pioneer is going to all enlist and kind of walked away from the dicamba treatment and is going with Enlist Beans with Enlist One and Enlist Duo for those products. So if you have any questions, um, with that transition, you know, Devin's always here. You can come out for the plot days and see how that's going. It's actually a really good point. Let me just comment on that a little bit. So um, 
I'm throwing out a time frame here, but I'll just say three years ago, the majority of the industry was uh, the uh, Roundup ready to extend beans, at least as far as uh, Pioneer was concerned. I would say within a, uh, a couple of years, I will probably be most exclusively E3 beans. So uh, we're on a gradient. I guess I'd say over a five-year window of time, approximately, uh, we've been shifting and uh, it's continued to go that way. And I'm really excited. I think that... Uh, I think that uh, the growers that I talk to are really looking forward to it. And um, yeah, it's exciting times. It is. And so it's just show that Pioneer is not only looking at where they've come from, but really where they're going in the future. And if you have any questions as you're listening to this podcast, you can always give Devin or any of your Pioneer reps a call that I know that they always love to, you know, chat and talk with their seed customers. So whether you are a customer of Devin's or another Pioneer seed dealer is your go-to person, you know, feel free to give them a call. We will have some links for, um, our listeners in this podcast to uh, contact information and uh, other information in regards to Pioneer with the Enlist Beans and information that way. Again, thank you, Devin, for coming into the studio and talking with us today. You're welcome. Yes. And it's always a good chat with you and a nice, easy conversation. Yes. And you enjoy your uh, baseball games. So that's the only other thing I'll say is we both have, both our families are at a lot of baseball games. Now I will say, as I commented earlier, I do have a lot of gray hair now and, uh, or increasing amount of gray hair. I have, uh, I'm a few uh, steps in front of Michelle, but she is, uh, on the front side of, uh, a lot of baseball and it's a ton of fun as a parent, but sometimes you wonder if your head's ever going to stop spinning because you are just going from game to game to game. My husband did ask me today how many weeks of this do we have left because we are about right at that midpoint in the season and kind of that point where you're just like, oh, a home cooked meal would be so good. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, enjoy it because I, I can, and that's what people always told me. They said, well, don't don't wish it away. I always enjoy it. And now I kind of find, you know, it's just funny how the advice you get um, pretty soon becomes the advice you give. Yes. It seems like I'm there now. So anyway. Yes. Well, we are actually at the point where, you know, our youngest, we don't have to worry about where he is. He's just there. You don't have to run after him. So it is nice to be beyond that point. Right. Um, so for all those parents out there that are still chasing after those little ones at baseball games, we feel, we both feel your pain. Yes. So uh, again, thank you, Devin, for coming in. And if anybody has any questions, we are always only a phone call away. Thank you for listening to Agronomy for Farmer Success. If you'd like any additional information, please contact your trusted Osmus Farm Supply agronomist. Please make sure to subscribe to Agronomy for Farmer Success on your podcast player of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and more to be notified when new episodes become available.